Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Ride here with Tim Beadle, and we are talking about different aspects of disciple making. And today we're focusing in on the issue of self-feeding. And as you look around at different models for disciple making and different things people need to move through to grow as disciples, this idea of self-feeding shows up again and again in different ways. They might just call it, you know, Bible or they might call it devotions, but self-feeding is a, a broader term. And we believe that this is a fairly essential aspect of being a all-in disciple-making follower of Jesus Christ. But uh, Tim, what exactly do we mean or should we mean when we talk about self-feeding? What are we actually talking about here? Well, it's not complicated. It's like, like what's, a, what's a coat hanger for, Darren? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, self-feeding. Uh, I've got six grandkids and there comes a point where they need to start feeding themselves. Uh, it's kind of messy at the beginning and th the rest of it. But uh, to be honest with you, it's just one of the characteristics of the maturation process of growing up in Christ. Hmm. It's one thing to hunger. You know, in the uh, uh, Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. But that doesn't tell us how they got filled. Uh, hmm. Uh, and so in terms of the actual uh, growth and progression, I think so often look at the natural world of families and how we raise kids. Hmm. And there's so many, so many parallel spiritual comparisons and applications for us to take note of. Self-feeding. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. It, it is talking about a maturity issue, isn't it? Moving from yeah. being spoon-fed to feeding yourself. So th well, that's I mean, a metaphor, though. So, so what does it look like for a believer to be self-feeding then? Yeah. Well, uh, let me say one more thing. Sure. Uh, if you're going to self-feed, the tendency with most kids is to go to the cookie jar or, <laughs> or the Halloween bag. Uh, for yeah. us, you know, we've had Halloween in, in, in weeks past. And they want to eat things that they know uh, it might not be the healthiest for them. And, and, and when we talk about self-feeding, we're talking about uh, finding nourishment in the Word of God, mm. which means you don't run to someone else's podcast. You don't, uh, even though um, commentaries are helpful, you don't have to run to them first. I would say uh, you saturate yourself by sitting with an open Bible mm. and with a few pointers in learning how to self-feed. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. I think uh, the most common and loved uh, a portion of the Bible is the 23rd Psalm. Mm. Uh, it's very picturesque. It's got a lot of things that the average person, whether they're mature or not, can simply understand. And in these days, I, I'm actually working through the 23rd Psalm. Mm. And, and if you really want to feed on it, you know, you can read the whole thing through. And I've done that many times. But even the first phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. You could spend an hour just thinking about that and, and finding nourishment uh, because that's one of the, the, the benefits of feeding yourself is, first of all, do it regularly. 
Mm. You know, you'll eat two or three meals a day and probably a snack after 10 o'clock at night, which isn't the healthiest. But when you get to the Bible, it has to be a regular habit that becomes habitual because you're mm. hungry. You're hungry for it. Anyway, so so that's one thing. I'll, I'll pass it back to you for an, another area or whatever you want to add to this. Yeah, no, I, I love that's a that's a very, you know, concise Concise application. I love, I love the metaphor, you know, of family and feeding kids and junk food versus real food. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, I was, I was concerned you were going to imply that man cannot live on butter tarts alone. You know, yeah. that we, we actually need something beyond, you know, what, what goes down so easy. And, you know, yeah. I, I use the phrase, the raw word of God. That's yeah, kind of, you know, that's, that's like, it's about the raw word of God. And I'm a big podcast listener and I've yeah. got, stacks of you know sermon audios from different people and books and commentaries and things but nothing replaces the raw word of god that's right in the hands of the spirit in our lives learning to to engage with the word under the direction of the spirit allowing the spirit to apply things to our heart and mind that's to me that's what it means to be self-feeding that yeah. that, that if we were to take out uh, i recently did a video on this as you know tim if we were to take a person if you were to lose your 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 Sunday morning gathering or whatever your weekend gathering is, you were to lose your small group, that there is still input of the word because of the pattern of living you've you've developed as an individual taking the word. That's what a self-feeding Christian is. It doesn't require on those require those externals to actually be taken in the word. And I think it's also really, really important to realize that you're if you're feeding on the word of God, you're feeding on the the word of God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is the one who has prepared the meal for you. Mm. So uh, the fact that I can read uh, the 23rd Psalm 63 years after I was physically born and uh. still find nourishment there uh, is, is just a compelling, uh, a compelling argument that God's word never gets stale. It's fresh every day. Because it's a living word, as we read, you know, in Second Timothy three sixteen, he breathes through it into our lives. Mm. You know, it's inspired, and because of that, it's good for you know teaching and correcting and all all the other things. But but God meets us in His Word, Darren. Yeah, well, that, that's really good. You know, Tim, I'm always interested in how people have grown and developed what's been the progression like some people they just they come to faith and they you know they read all night they read the new testament yep. in the night and on they go and that uh, some of us growing up in the church it's a little bit different we're always yeah. hammered out what devotions and things and maybe we do it maybe we don't but maybe share tim maybe we could share just uh an overview of our personal journey in becoming self-feeding and what's what have yeah. been the different stages or things we've done and even do today to self-feed yeah I'm not a journaler, but I know a lot of people who have um, some sort of a blank piece of paper, a journal, that they will actually write down their thoughts. I'm too lazy, so I just write in my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so underlining, I, I, uh, I use a highlighter. I underline uh, things that are really important. Mm. They're on the right-hand side. I underline them till I hit the book of the Revelation. <laughs> I, I just, you know, stress. Uh, but I come to it not as a mechanical uh, mm. ritual. I come to meet a friend. I come to meet a friend who wants to meet with me. And I come with expectancy. Uh, I come with a prayerful spirit that I am meeting 
with the Lord of all creation. And he has something to say to me because the, the, the whole thing with becoming a self-feeder is I get to know Jesus better when I do this because he reveals himself to me. In fact, not only do I uh, get to know him better, uh, I become more like him when I do this as well. I don't know, uh, us Canadians, uh, when I did some studies down in Chicago, uh, because Canadians always say, A, A. <laughs> uh, when I was talking, they said, Oh, you must be from Canada. I said, How can you tell? Because I was totally oblivious to the fact that I was ending most sentences with the word A. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's the way we speak. We become identified by um, something about the language that we speak. We become more like Jesus. Uh, we reflect his character because we become more like him when we read the Bible and mm. we uh, find nourishment. I think of Psalm 1, blessed is a man who doesn't do a whole bunch of stupid things, but but he's blessed when he <laughs> med meditates on the word day and night. Uh, that doesn't mean 24 hours a day, but it means continually. There's a pace and a rhythm in terms of meditating. And meditation isn't my strong suit. Mm. Uh, but the more you sit and quiet yourself and allow Jesus to speak by meditating, uh, you realize the depths of the word of God to be nourished. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's funny, Tim, you mentioned Psalm 1, because sometimes when I am uh, doing something stupid, my wife will just say Psalm 1. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when I'm moving into mocking mode, blessed yeah, man does not walk in the council of ungodly, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. Uh, she used to she used to quote that verse, then eventually she would just say Psalm one, yep. <laughs> and so and, and again, so, it's, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't think it's an effective I way of challenging some conduct there. So yeah. so how have you grown in that, Tim? How have you? Yeah yeah yeah. So 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 basically, you know, sometimes you have to realize it's just good to read the Bible. Yeah. And I know my, my, my son puts me to shame because, you know, he, he's always reading the Bible. Uh, you know, he's 37. His name's Ryan. And uh, he probably reads through the Bible twice a year. Sometimes mm. even more. He always tells me where he's at. And, and uh, so I did it uh, a couple of years ago. I said, okay, I need to read the Bible. I read it in six weeks as a New mm. Year's resolution. So you can get through it. But that's not the goal. Uh, it's good to know the, the entire narrative and the stories. But, but when you self-feed, you have to develop your own style of eating mm -hmm. and digesting. If you are eating but not digesting, you're going to have some, some problem. It's learning to digest. And so, you know, there, there was a time in my life uh, when I looked to uh, Wayne Cordero's book, The Divine Mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, you know, this, there's a model, the, the, the SOPA model, the scripture observation application and prayer. So mm -hmm. so there was a time in my life when I used that. Um, there's other times when, you know, when I was going to Bible college where I tried to uh, outline the verses because if I ever was going to preach, and, and by outlining, you, you can see a lot of things by doing that, that there, there's a lot of richness mm -hmm. there as well. I think the older you get, uh, it's more of a devotional posture of my heart now. Where I realize um, that if I go without too much food, I get hungry and cranky, and my uh, character and behavior probably reflects that I haven't, I haven't spent enough time with the Lord, hmm. even though the passage I'm going to read is very familiar to me. So it just reminds me I want to become more like Jesus, 
And it, when I do that by self-feeding, uh, he changes me, he transforms me, and I become more authentic in his in his being, in his likeness to the very core of who I am. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to just highlight that that fact. What is the point of self-feeding? Yeah. It is right. to become like Jesus. Yeah. That's really what it, and that obviously is about character, it's about conduct, but it's be, about becoming Christ-like, which is God's number one goal for us once we've come to faith, I believe. Yeah, I wouldn't dwell on passages in the Bible. That, uh, it's good to know they're there. Like, I, I wouldn't spend too long in Leviticus. <laughs> you know, all the, the legal things in the Old Testament. It's kind of neat to, to see how the uh, nation of Israel. But, but more, you know, the teachings of Jesus, mm. uh, they, they, their goals. And, and uh, uh, every word he spoke was for a purpose. And make sure you, you don't take things out of context. Also, find a Bible, a translation that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So, some yeah. are more technical or the message which is more lyrical, find something that feeds your soul, because that's the whole point of it, after all, is to be fed by the time that you uh, have fed on the Word of God. Uh, and, and decide how much how much uh, of the Bible you need to be nourished as well. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't to get through. The goal is to be well-fed. And uh, yeah. th- that, that would be another guideline I, I would suggest as well. Oh yeah, oh, those are things you learn from from doing it. You know, Tim, some of the some of the kind of phases I've gone through in in self feeding. I I signed up at the age of fourteen. I, in fact, I would have been thirteen when I signed up. Finished when I was fourteen, I believe. The read the Bible through in a year at the church. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I, I started with a bang, and I got you know, and then I kind of bogged down through the summer because in the summer, of course, you're busy. And yeah. as it got towards Christmas season, I I was still determined, and so. That week between Christmas and New Year's, pretty much all day, every day I was reading, but I got her done. And yeah. that was significant for me, you know, yeah. because for me, it was like without, you know, I, I can articulate it now in a way I couldn't then, but it was like, I realized this thing is one book. It like is, the yeah. unity is what blew me away when I read the Bible through. And just the the, the threads that showed up through, when you yeah. read it rapidly, you see some things. And so... For me, read rapid reading, and by you know what I mean by rapid reading is larger blocks as opposed to just a phrase yep. here and there. Rapid reading has helped me so much in just understanding the larger flow of the grace of God, you know, throughout yep. history and in my life. That's been a, that's been a big part of it for me. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know if you have favorite meals. What, what's your favorite meal of all time? Oh, and ribs, your- ribs, man. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, Loose ribs uh, in particular. In fact, yeah. I've got some in the freezer right now. I'm getting hungry just thinking about them. <laughs> so, so the thing we realize is uh, we have favorite meals and, and we have favorite passages of Scripture. And it's okay to go back there more often than not because it's there that Jesus seems to translate hmm. his character, his will for your life, uh, maybe more than, than others. And everyone's different as well. Um, you know, to, to read and, you know, the epistle of John about God's love, that God is love. And to say, hey, God loved us so much that we can be considered children of God. And that's that's what we are. Yeah. Like yeah. you can spend a whole lot of time mm-hmm. just, just reminiscing and meditating just on that one little thought or, you know, uh, Philippians 4.19 that, that, that talks about we will have all of our needs met according to the riches of Jesus in glory. Mm-hmm. Now, just think about that, that he will meet all of my needs 
Yeah. All of them. And so again, uh, the, you can be fed on that. Uh, but I think when you read the Bible, you immediately try to apply it to your life circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So it isn't like you, you end up with a journal with all these good maxims and principles, but they've never been applied. Oh. So yeah. that's helpful. I, I know um, when I read uh, God's word, man, I want instant application. I, I not only want to be satisfied on the surface, hmm. But I wanted to go right down to nourish my soul as well. Hmm. Well, that's, that's a good. You know, Tim. One thing I found the 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 uh, the other maybe extreme from rapid reading. The other the other side of that is memorization, which yeah, okay. which that's requires good. this reflecting and working something through. And the you know the process my wife and I follows when we memorize a, a passage, and we usually do it you know by the chapter or whatever. There's a review process once you've got it down. Every day for 30 days, you know, every week for 10 weeks, every month for a year, you know, and then, you know, then annually just to kind of keep it there. And I'm surprised, Tim, by how far into that reviewing process I can get. And then I see something new. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't you seen, know. you know, that's been there the whole time. I've got it memorized. And then you just see something that is so clear in scripture and, it, and it's emphasized and it impacts you, at least for me, in a permanent way. It yeah. changes conduct, changes thinking, just changes my perspective in a permanent way. And again, same thing that happens when I read the Bible rapidly, but on a different level. And so yeah. there's there's a lot of different ways to take in the word between those two. Uh, but yeah. the Lord, you know, the Spirit works through just giving him something to work with is what I say. Get in the word and give the Spirit something to work with in your life. Yeah, yeah and I think another um, whole area that we haven't broached yet since this is a uh, disciple-making podcast, mm. is that, you know, growth, sometimes in our spiritual life, when we are discipling someone else, it's almost more caught than taught. Mm. If, if we have a, a deep relationship with the Lord, are committed to reading His Word, and uh, whoever we're discipling, they, they get a sense of that, then for them, it becomes important as well. And because uh, we're modeling it. And I think a lot of it, especially for new believers, and, and this is what I'm focusing on in these days, for those who maybe like finish an alpha course, and then we come alongside and have a, a mentor who comes and walks with them and becomes a friend for like years and years and years. Hmm. This is a make work project. But too, too, too many churches, they, they run the alpha program and then it's over and then the program's over. Right. Right. And, and those who have come to faith are sort of just left to find their way into the church and do whatever. Uh, and that's been the case of my own church, large church. And, and I've just been banging my head against the proverbial spiritual wall the last few years saying, what happens to those? Well, we're starting another course. And, 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 and this week, because I'm actually going to go to Alpha and talk about a new life in, in Jesus experience where there is more. We want to walk with you. But also for those people who are getting close to receiving Jesus, uh, you know, we can take them into God's word and show them evidence of so much about God's plan and love for them as well. So uh, modeling your commitment to God's word is a big part in the whole discipling and disciple making uh, pathway as well. Yeah. I know for me, Tim, later, you know, a few years after I'd read the Bible through from cover to cover, I 
basically as an act of uh, lack of better phraseology, trying to make a deal with God, you know, and I decided I was going to read a chapter in the Bible per day and pray for five minutes every day, just, you know, as a sign of my good faith. (laughs) But it was very interesting what happened through that, how the Lord used that exposure to his word and that blocked out little bit of time of prayer to really get a hold of me. And, and I would just encourage anyone who's wrestling with how to start, how to self-feed. I would say a simple, simple starting point is just, just decide to read a chapter and pay it, you know, per day and just pay attention to what God's saying. Ask for open eyes to see and take in the word and see what the Lord does with it. He, he, yeah. he's such a master of timing, you know, that the things we read will apply to that day and that week so many times. Again, it's, it's putting ourselves in a place where, where the spirit has something to work with in our life. And I would just encourage people, if you don't know where to start, maybe start there. Yeah. I have one, one more question. Uh, what's your take on reading the Bible digitally or like on your phone where you don't have the tactile book in front of you? You're reading it. You're just scrolling down. Uh, what's your take on that? Cause a lot of our listeners, especially the next generation to mine, that's how they read the Bible. Uh, what, yeah. What's your take or advice on that? Well, I'll just say two things. There's that, and there's also audio, and I think they're two, yeah. they almost need to be treated differently. Yeah. I, I read uh, a lot digitally. What I do when, I, when I'm between things or uh, between different studies or processes or yeah. memorizations, I read a chapter in the Book of Proverbs based on the day of the month. Okay, you know, yeah. so it's like today. Actually, it was one of those days where it's the 23rd, so I read Proverbs 23, and I read that digitally. I've got a little yeah. Kobo that I use for pretty much yeah. nothing else. It's got the yeah. Bible on it, and I read it digitally, and I mark, you know, I highlight things. You can highlight it, I, yeah, that's the whole key. And yeah. I and I've been through, and you can also take notes now on those things. Yeah. And I've been through Proverbs on that Kobo many, many times, yeah. and so so I have no problem with it. I I do have sometimes concern with the audio because I know I can be listening to audio and be somewhere else. Yep. You know, like, like I, you know, to me, it, it there's there's a, a disconnect there, but digital. Uh, it's going through the eye gate. It's going through your mind. And if right. we're actually reading it, we're reading it. There you go. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's land the plane there. This is being rich just because we're talking about feeding, self-feeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how long uh, our listeners have been Christians. I'm imagining uh, they self-feed at the, at the supper table. They aren't having someone cutting up their roast beef and spooning or forking it in. And so it's just a natural development in our spiritual life. And so the challenge we throw out today is, uh, when did you or do you need to become more of a self-feeder? And what will it take you to, to get along your way? Hmm. That's a perfect spot to land, Tim. Thanks for joining us, folks, as we walk through this journey of figuring out how to be disciples who make disciples God bless you. Hope you can join us again. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.